This is the last portion of our breakthrough series. Break in, break out, breakthrough. I am as convinced as I was on January 1st that this will be our breakthrough year. And I don't know about you, but if you believe for you and your family and your home and your marriage and your ministry and your destiny and your faith walk in Christ, that this will be your breakthrough year, raise one hand. If you stand committed to operate, to function on a daily basis under a mic, a 213 anointing, a breaker anointing, where you will break into every single area hell has fought to keep you out of, you'll break out of every single negative circumstance without exception, and you will break through, and you will experience the fullness of God's glory in your life, with your life, and through your life. Give God a praise offering right now if that's you. So last week we broke the jar. If you were here for last week, raise your hand. Last week, we broke Gideon's jar in Judges chapter 7. What we're doing is extrapolating through proper biblical exegetical process every phrase in Scripture that talks about breaking forth or breaking through or breaking in or breaking out. And last week, we broke Gideon's jar. Here's some of the residue from last week. Just broken pieces of jar, clay jar, because we learned last week that we are clay in the hands of the potter and that we are like clay jars in his hands. And, and again, this is beautiful. This is a reminder that God does great things with broken pieces. If you're in this auditorium or listening right now, if you're still alive, God is wonderful. God does great things with broken pieces. Because the potter never runs out of clay. And there's more clay. There's more grace, love, and mercy for his children because God does amazing things with broken pieces. But today's message is something else that broke. Last week we broke the jar and the fire was unleashed, Judges chapter 7. Today is a story of a woman who walks into a scenario, breaks a jar of the most expensive perfume, pours it out on Jesus, it was so crazy what she did. It was so, such an unorthodox. Jesus said it was an extraordinary exercise in devotion of worship. In other words, it was so out of the box that the haters in the room came out. Religious haters, by the way, who walked with Jesus. And one of the guys comes out and starts critiquing her. My goodness. So today, we're going to talk about breaking the flask. And the subtitle is this. How much is Jesus worth to you? Mark chapter 14. Now Jesus was in Bethany in the home of Simon, a man Jesus had healed of leprosy. And he was reclining at the table. A woman came into the house holding an alabaster flask. It was filled with the highest quality of fragrant and expensive oil. Another version would be perfume. She walked right up to Jesus. Look at this attitude. With a gesture of extreme devotion, she broke the flask. Underline that, right? Underline that. She broke the flask and poured out the precious oil, the perfume, over his head. But some were highly indignant when they saw this, and they complained to one another, saying, What a total waste! It could have been sold for a great sum, and the money could have benefited the poor. So they scolded her harshly. Jesus said to them, Leave her alone! Why are you so critical of this woman? She has honored me with this beautiful act of kindness. For you will always have the poor whom you can help whenever you want, but you will not always have me. When she poured out the fragrant oil over me, she was preparing my body in advance for my burial. She has done all that she could to honor me. In the verse 9, he speaks prophetically. What a pro When Jesus spoke prophetically, it's like crazy. It's like, wow. 
I promise you that as this wonderful gospel spreads all over the world, the story of her lavish devotion, her lavish worship to me will be mentioned in memory of her. Imagine if your worship is so cray-cray that generations from now they talk about you being a crazy worshiper. Unorthodox, radical. Now, let me put some things in order here. This story appears in other Gospels. And in the other Gospels, they fill in the blanks of who, when, where, why. Particularly John. So John, same story, tells us who it is. Six days before the Passover began, Jesus went back to Bethany, a town where he raised Lazarus from the dead. They had prepared a supper for Jesus. Martha was there, Lazarus, and Mary. Mary picked up, it was Mary. Lazarus' sister, who picked up the alabaster jar filled with nearly a liter of extremely rare and costly perfume, the purest extract of nard. It was Mary. It was Mary who did it. Mary who just experienced her brother being what? Anybody know? Her brother Lazarus was a guy who was dead for four days. Jesus came along and said, Lazarus, come forth. And Lazarus came forth. Resurrection story. So I don't know about you. But if Jesus would resurrect one of my loved ones who passed away, I would break my Versace bottle with a heartbeat for him. You follow what I'm saying? I wouldn't hold back. Vince Camuto, Versace, Louis Vuitton, whatever it is, I'll give him the best. It all begins with this powerful, let's begin again. Six days before the Passover began, Jesus went to Bethany. This breaking series, this whole breaking the alabaster jar of oil, took place the week prior to Jesus going into Jerusalem, Jesus going to Gethsemane, Jesus doing this, doing this, and then doing this. This happened the week before. Let me put this in perspective. She worshiped Jesus radically before the greatest breakthrough. We talk about breakthrough. There is no greater breakthrough than what Jesus did on the cross. There is no greater breakthrough than the resurrection. There is no greater breakthrough than God giving his only begotten son for the forgiveness of my sins and your sins to give us eternal, new, and abundant life. No greater breakthrough. Let me put this in perspective one more time. She worshiped before the greatest breakthrough. Let me put this again. She worshiped not after she experienced her breakthrough. She worshiped before the greatest breakthrough. Every time you worship God, you're not only saying thank you for who you are primarily, thank you for what you did, but you're likewise saying thank you because the best days are yet ahead of me and there's a breakthrough right around the corner. Are you with me right now? You break in with your worship. She broke in with her worship. Your worship precedes the breakthrough. And God is looking for people who have the audacity to worship before they see the victory and the outcome. Before you get the check in the mail and the doctor comes back with a good report. Before you get your promotion. Before that, that person who broke your heart comes back and says, I'm sorry, I can't live without you. Before that happens, you need to worship God in spirit and in truth. Your worship proceeds to breakthrough. Are you with me right now? We have to stop being reactive believers and followers of Christ. We have to be proactive believers. Our worship should not be limited by our circumstance. It should be confined to the reality of his grace-filled work, which means I'm going to worship because a breakthrough is right around the corner. Let me prophesy to someone right now. Your breakthrough is right around the corner. Your breakthrough is right around the corner. Put a smile on your face because believe it or not, in Christ, your 
The breakthrough in your family is right around the corner. The breakthrough in your home is right around the corner. The breakthrough in your health is right around the corner. The breakthrough in your finances is right around the corner. So worship like you know it's coming. Worship like you know it's guaranteed. Worship like you know it's assured. We begin with worship. Enter his gates with thanksgiving. Go into his courts with Psalm 100, verse 4 and 5. For the Lord is good. His unfailing love continues forever. So you break in with worship. Repeat after me. I break in with worship. But the second element, repeat after me. I break out with my testimony. So let me explain. Let me, Mark 14, 3, John 12, 2. It says Jesus is at a table reclining. Jesus is chilling. He's laying back. He feels at home. I kid you not. He really was, it says he was, read it. He's reclining. He's laid back. He's just laid back. And he's, and it's around him are the following people. Simon the leper who he healed from leprosy. Lazarus who we said come for miracle. Mary and Martha who experienced the miracle of their brother being resurrected. So everyone around him had a testimony. Jesus was in the presence of people with testimonies. You missed that. He was in the presence of people that had a testimony. People that experienced his virtue, his power, his grace, his mercy, his love, his healing. Jesus inhabits. Whoa. People that have a testimony. I'm here to tell you that you have a powerful thing called a testimony. One of the greatest assets you have in your life is your testimony. And, and we, the people that grew up in church, you thought that your testimony was only for that testimony Tuesday or that testimony Thursday, once a year for Thanksgiving. We think it's a thing, right? I have news for, and then I have people in church who grew up in church go, I don't have a testimony. I've never had, I've never been a drug addict. I've never been an alcoholic. I never went through this. I never went through that. Man, you have a testimony, you don't even know it. You weren't, you weren't born saved, baby. You weren't born holy you weren't born free from the moment you came out of your mama's womb believe it or not the bible says you came out jacked up jacked up means you came out messed up the psalmist said i was born out of iniquity the moment i was born i was you you, you do have a testimony i don't care if you didn't do these things but you needed the blood of jesus as much as the alcoholic and the drug addict are you with me right now we all have a testimony i said we all have a testimony so some of it is more public some of it by the way if it's private it's not a testimony it's a personal story it's it's only a testimony if you're willing to publicly tell somebody, look what Jesus did. So don't tell me you, oh man, you got to be willing to share it publicly. You got to tell somebody what Jesus did. I don't want to bring up my past, Pastor Sam. Jesus, bear, I don't like to talk about what I went through. You don't have to give all the details, but you got, you don't even have to focus on the devil. You just got to tell him, I used to be, but I'm not anymore. I said, I'm not anymore. I was bound, but now I'm free. I was blind, but now I see. I used to be held back, but now I've been up. Oh, I have a testimony. Your testimony is powerful. Matter of fact, it is so powerful. Very few believers understand your testimony is one of your greatest arsenals in your spiritual warfare. What? Pastor Sam, I thought it was the blood of Jesus, the name of Jesus. What? I never heard about it. What? You never read Revelation 12, 11. And they overcame Satan, the accuser, by the blood of the lamb and the word of their, you missed it. They overcame Satan, the accuser, by the blood of the lamb and the word of their, 
So when the devil comes against you, you speak the blood of Jesus, but you tell him your testimony. You tell him, ha-ha, you, you seem to forget. I once, but Jesus. And if he did it before, he can do it again. Your testimony. If he took you out of a pit, you have a testimony. If you survived the drought, you have a testimony. If you came out of that storm and you're still standing, even though your hair is all jacked up, you have a testimony. Are you with me right now? If he saved you, you have a testimony. If he delivered you, you have a testimony. This is a church and people listening online. We have an army around the world full of people with testimonies. You need to share that testimony because God shows up. Now, 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 let me just speak prophetically. I am believing in 2019, your testimony will change more lives than all of the years you've been alive before. No, no, you're not getting that. You're going to open up your mouth this year. I said, you're going to open up your mouth and share what Jesus did in you, with you, and through you. Stop hiding the miracle. Stop hiding the miracle. Stop covering up the breakthrough. God already did something amazing. Share it. And that testimony is it's very, not only, they were, yeah, and then the woman. The woman, she comes up crazy. And she takes the, so I, to illustrate this, I'm going to be honest, I, I just, this is going to be a little, we illustrate all of our, a lot of our sermons, not all of them, but many, the majority of our sermons here, it's part of the way God made me, it's just the way I am. In, in, in presenting the gospel, I'm very visual. And, but so I'm thinking about this message. So the best way that I could do it is for an expensive, because the, the woman comes up with the most expensive, I need to put this, I'm going to give it a breakdown. It costs a lot of, okay, how much? The Bible says one year salary. Okay, so I'm going to ask, you don't have to say it out loud because there's maybe some IRS agents here. But, but my point to you is how much do you make in a year? Put it in your mind. And don't give me the whole after taxes, retirement, pension, that deduction, get out. How much your gross salary per year, put it in your mind. That's how much she spent on a flask of perfume. It came from India. Nard, you do your due diligence. Nard came from India, so it was imported. It wasn't from Israel, it was imported. So this would, so for me to illustrate this, what I did is, I, and for the purpose of illustration, I'm thinking about what's the most expensive perfume that somebody gave. So I brought a bottle of Versace. Versace. This is Versace, real bottle, not water, real Versace. Here it is. And I asked the guys this morning, I called them up on my way, and I said, guys, go to CVS, find me the cheapest, ugliest, smelliest. And they brought me something that says extracted rosewood tonka. First of all, if you're a guy, you get a cologne that says Tonka, you, automatic, you automatically think Tonka toys. Don't open it. This smells like gasoline. And it's not even 93 grade or 92 grade. This is like 87 back in. So they brought me this cheap one because the woman came and she gave her Versace. She poured out the best of 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 the best. And if you say, Pastor Sam, one year salary, she poured out, what is, what is, because, oh, oh, you break in with your worship, you break out with your testimony, but you break through with your best. You break through when you give God your best. 
Let me explain something right now because we're going to go a little bit deep here. It's, it's this thing is not just anything because this is not this. I wish you could see this. This is Versace. This is CBS cheap. This is not this. Because it, this, by the way, the cheap cologne is interesting because initially it has a high impact in the smell component. But give it two or three hours, it goes away. This stuff. You need to have the kind of relationship that's not a religious experience that goes away in two or three hours. We have too many CBS cologne-wearing people in the church that they go through a religious experience and after the first hour, they're hyping. Whoa, they're hey, hey, ho, ho. Second hour, they say, by the third hour, it goes away. Fourth hour, they smell worse than the day they actually came in and got the cheap cologne in the first place. You need to get the kind of relationship with Jesus that's not a religious experience. You need a relational transformation that can only come through intimacy with the risen Savior. What does that mean? We're talking about in the morning, you smell like Jesus. Noontime, you smell like Jesus. Afternoon, you smell like Jesus. Come night, you can eat... Go like you still smell like Jesus. Are you with me right now? There's a difference. True stories. I'm not me. True story. I was in an airport. I believe it was DFW. Going through one gate to another, and and going through the airport, going through the airport. I was stopped, and and by by a man and a woman. Different moments. That's how I knew Versace was for me. Full disclosure, I didn't buy it. Somebody bought it for me. Not that I couldn't buy it, but I, I'm just a little bit more stingy for that kind of stuff. And, and, and I, I invest my money somewhere else. But it was a gift. But so it was a gift. And, and they, I kid you not, a woman came by, and, and I'm going through the gate, and I, I think I was at Starbucks picking up my matcha green tea. And, and she come up, and, she, and awkward, I know. Um, what are you wearing? And I went, Versace. And she went, I'm going to get that from my husband. Walked away. Then I had a guy. <laughs> Don't judge. <laughs> and I got a guy. And, and, and he was, you know, and he was, and you know, you know he, that he was of a sexual orientation because he, he changed his voice to make sure that I wasn't thinking he was hitting on me. So he came up and you know he, because he, he deepened his voice. He, he came up and he go like, dude. She's straight up, man. What you wearing? And I went like, Versace. Then he walked away and told his friend, he's wearing Versace. <laughs> but it's crazy how what's on you could provoke people to ask you questions. No, no, you missed it. I never opened up my mouth. I never walked around DFW saying, I got Versace. I didn't have to open up my mouth. I didn't have to shout. I didn't have to say anything. Just what I carried prompted people to ask me questions. You need to live the kind of life that what you carry will prompt people to ask you questions. When you're talking and when you're not talking, when you're opening up your mouth or when you're silent, your life should be provocative that people will ask you, what are you carrying? What's on you, man? What's on you? So let me get, let me get this in. Watch this, watch this. So she has the most expensive Versace. A year's salary. Watch this. Woo. A year's salary. A year's salary. Watch this. A year's salary. A year's salary. And she took it. The Bible says she took it and she poured it. That's not what the Bible says. She didn't pour it. She broke 
the flask and then poured it. Stop for a second. I may, I may do an internal run right now. I may just start running around within my mind because this is, she didn't have to break it. There's, she could have poured it. She could have poured it. She could have poured it. The only reason you break it is to make sure nothing gets left behind. No, you missed it. Some of you have been broken in this place. Some of you have been like the flask. The only reason you break it is to make sure not one drop gets left behind. Are you hearing me right now? When, you, when you've been broken and God restores you, you hold nothing back. Let me say that one more time. When you've been broken and God has restored you, you hold nothing back. There are people in this place that hold nothing back in your faith, in your worship, in your prayer life, in your prophetic advocacy. You hold nothing back. Is there anyone here who knows what it is to be broken, to be restored, for everything to come out, and you hold nothing back? Raise your hands. Broken people who have been restored by the potter hold nothing back. Let me say it again. Broken people who have been restored by the potter hold nothing back. One more time. Broken people who have been restored by the potter hold nothing back. Lift up your hands. Let me speak prophetically over you and declare the following. Listen carefully. Biblically substantiated. The devil will never break you again. I could prove it through scripture. 1 Corinthians 15, 57. He can't. You're perfectly victorious at all times in all circumstances through Christ Jesus over all things. The devil, you are more than conqueror. Romans 8, 37. You, you, the devil will never break you or your family again. Hear me. The, the hell, darkness will never break you again. I'm gonna, this is for someone here. You've been broken in the past. You're, you're, the enemy hell darkness. But if, I'm not saying you'll never be broken. I'm saying hell, darkness, sin will never break you. But when God breaks you, it is not to harm you. It is to unleash everything he's deposited inside of you. Are you with me right now? <laughs> Raise your hands. I got to release this word over you. Romans 12.1. Beloved friends. What should be your proper response to God's marvelous mercies? I encourage you to surrender yourselves to God, to be his sacred living sacrifices, and live in holiness, experiencing all that delights his heart. For this becomes your genuine expression of worship. Look up here for a second. Oh, wait a second, wait a second. Listen, listen, what she had, what she, oh, look, 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 this, this, got, this got me, this thing got me even as I was last night and this morning. Like I'm, I'm, I'm weeping inside, reading this, preaching to myself this morning, driving by myself up here. I'm, I'm, I'm inside torn up because this right here, this right here. There was a guy who saw all this. His name was Judas. Judas, he's the treasurer, the church treasurer. No issues with Armando. And he says this, what a waste of money. That could have gone to the poor. By the way, he was lying. He's a hypocrite. He was stealing money from the church account. Read it. 
do your bill. He was stealing money from the ministry of Jesus. And then that same Judas, this is the part that got to me. The same Judas, a few days later, sold Jesus out for 30 coins of silver. So to Judas, Jesus was worth 30 coins of silver. To Mary, he was worth everything she had. How much is Jesus worth to you? No, no, you're not hearing me. How much is Jesus worth to you? How much is Jesus worth to you? Is how much is he worth to you? 30 coins, 50 coins, 70 coins? Lord, there's no price. How much is he? How, and I don't mean rhetorically in your life. Is he worth everything? Are you willing to give him everything you have? Not some of what you have, but everything you have. Listen. How much is Jesus worth to you? This woman gave him everything she had. And it provoked someone to ridicule her radical devotional method of worship. <sighs> Lift up your hands. I sense God. She broke it when she didn't have to. I want you to remember this for the rest of your life. She broke it when she could have poured it without breaking it. But she wanted to make sure that nothing stood behind, that it all came out. Put your hands down for a second. Stand with me. You are standing, those that are not standing. Look up here for a second. I'm done. Look up here for a second. The next time the devil dares challenge you, the next time hell confronts you and says, I'm going to break you. You're not who you used to be. This is not the old you, baby. You need to look back at hell and say the following. Are you sure you want to do that? You need to look at hell in the face and say, are you sure you want to do that? Because the last time, you need to look at hell and say, don't get me, don't get the new me confused with the old me. You need to look at hell and say, last time you broke me, I bled. This time, I'm not going to bleed. This time, I'm going to, this time. I'm going to drown you with the fragrance of Jesus, with the fragrance of grace, with the fragrance of forgiveness. So if I were you, I wouldn't even get close to breaking me. You will suffocate with what comes out of me. You will be defeated with what comes out of me. Don't you dare. I'm not who I used to be. I said I'm not who I used to be. I'm not who I used to be. I will fill your face with a fragrance that smells like Jesus. Lift up your hands and I'm really, really done. I'm not kidding. We all have an alabaster jar that must be broken. I don't want you to be caught up. You know what? Let's do it. Put your hands out for a second. I know it's going to look crazy. Pastor Sam, you're crazy. I, they call the woman crazy. That doesn't really matter. Armando, let's break this. Come up here. I'm going to break this thing. I'm going to show you what to do. Put some goggles on. I want to, I'm going to tell you why. I want you to look at this. 
Because I'm going to show you what happens. This is a good towel. All I want you to do, cover it up. It's a, oh, by the way, I had a choice. I'm going to show you something. Watch this. Yeah, break. Pastor Nate's looking at me. I go, watch this. This is another Versace. But this Versace is almost empty. Some of us want to be broken when we're empty. I'm leaving. I'm walking out. Some of us want to be broken when there's nothing there. Some of us want to be broken when there's very little to waste. But that's not the God we serve. This is, this is not the God that just breaks you when you're here. God says, are you full? Are you full? Are you full of glory? Are you full of purpose? Huh? Are you overflowing? Yeah, that's the right time to break it and let it all out right there. When it's full, not when it's empty. Are you with me right now? So as an illustration, I'm just going to show you something. The Bible, I'm not making this up. I'm just showing you. The Bible says that when she broke the perfume the flask and poured it, the Bible says that the smell filled the entire house. Her act of worship, her act of devotion, her worship filled the entire house. No, you missed it. It was so powerful that the hater said, oh, that's too much. Have you ever been criticized for worshiping too much? Have you ever been at a place at your walk with Christ where people say you talk too much about Jesus? All you do is Jesus, 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 Jesus. If, you, if you've been criticized for talking too much about Jesus and for referencing Jesus and for saying the name of Jesus and for acting like Jesus and loving like Jesus, then welcome to the merry level of Christ follower. you are thinking, is this really necessary? We get the message in the illustration. I know you're thinking, is it really necessary? The answer is yes to prove a point. That sometimes we are more absorbed by the jar than what we are with the contents. And we focus more on the outer shell, on the facade of what people think we are. If we can break through the facade and the trappings and the areas of confinement, spiritual, psychological, emotional, if we can let God just break through the minutia. I want you to break this, man. Put this somewhere underneath here. Is this the process? Cover it up. Dude, she broke it and then she poured it on his head. Oh, hold on, hold on, hold on. She broke it. But then, stop it. The, the wording that the Bible uses, please look it up. It's, it says she anointed him. Pastor Nate, she anointed Jesus. He was already anointed. Oh, stop it. I, I said that wrong. He was the anointing. The word Christ means the anointed one. She anointed someone who is the anointing who was already anointed. Jesus said, not my wording, please. This is all the scripture. Jesus said, don't criticize her. She's preparing me for what's next for me. What's next for him that he would do for us? You missed it. Your worship on Jesus ignites him to do what's next. That's why it's not just what we do in church. It's how we live. 
It's how we love. It's how we forgive. It's how we treat the other. It's what we do when people are not watching. I got to leave. Let's do it. Ready? Whoa, 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 whoa. She broke it. Stop. Did the devil break it? Did Judas break it? Who broke it? Well, ain't that a trick? If we would ever learn the secret of you going before the Lord broken, you coming to him broken, saying, break me. I'm, I'm doing it here. I'm broken before you so you can just everything that's in me that comes from you, let it be unleashed. At the count of three, break this thing. One. We know I always count to three because I never count to two. It's, it's really random to count to two. So it's like three. It's like this thing. Oh, two. Don't do yet. Don't do yet. There's a full bottle of perfume here. A Versace. Straight up. This is like Nordstrom Versace stuff here. All right. Do your thing. One. Two. Three. I want to go. Go ahead. It's, let it soak. Let it soak. Let it soak through. All of it. Let it, let it, it crush it. I want, I want all of it to come out. Careful with your hands. I want all of it to come out. Let it all come out. Let it all come out. Let it all come out. All come out. All of it came out. All of it. All of it. I want to soak in this up here. All right. Let me see. Let me see. Let me see. Let me see. Grab it. Get it out. Let me see, let me see, let me see, let me see. Ooh. You, y'all in the front row, can you smell this? So if I would walk around the church, if I would walk around the church and go like this. So let me show you what the Bible says. This is what your worship does. Your worship fills the atmosphere with the presence and the glory and the Shekinah of God Almighty. Y'all need to get that. If you would get that, you'd be worshiping right about now. You'd be lifting up your voices right about now. Lift up your hearts right about now. It is worship. Your life is a living sacrifice unto God right now. This is prophetic worship. It's the kind of worship that shifts the atmosphere. Are you with me right now? Every bad odor, every element of sin, every vestige of darkness has to flee because this takes over. I said, this takes over. This takes over. This takes over. Somebody lift up your hands. Open up your mouth. Give God your best worship in this place. Pass one around this area. Y'all pass one around that area. Yes, this is an example. Just to show you that it fills the aisle. It fills the room. As you're passing it around, look up here. We all have an alabaster jar that must be broken. We all have a fragrance of redemption that must be poured out. I've decided to give God my best. To give God everything. All right. We're done. Look up here for a second. Look up here. Look up here, please. George, stay here, please. Look up here. 
I've decided to give God my best. God has seen my worst, so now I'm going to give him my best. I've decided to give God everything to show him that he's worth everything to me. By the way, I'm going to give him my best, not because he will give me his best. I'm going to give him my best, not because he will give me everything. I'm giving him my best because in Christ he already gave me his best. And because through Jesus, he already gave me everything. When it breaks, there's a difference between life and the world breaking you, hell breaking you, or God breaking you. Remember this lesson forever. When you are in Christ, you are blessed first and then broken. And Jesus took the bread, he blessed it, then he, he did not break the bread and then bless it, he blessed it and then broke it. In other words, even when you're broken, you're still blessed. Did you get this? Now we're really done. Raise your hand. Let me pray over you. Father, seal this word. Lord, this is a room, an auditorium packed out and people all over the world listening, packed out with Versace's. These are men and women that are exemplary, created by you in your image. They're full of destiny. They're, they're full of glory. So, Lord, I ask you now in Jesus' name to help us, to help us understand that you are worthy of everything. How much are you worth to us? You're worth a lot more than just church one day on Sunday and maybe a prayer five minutes every day you're worth everything I'm willing to give you everything my mind my body my soul my finances my spirit my relationships my attitude my actions my past my present my future I'm giving you everything I have it's all yours let them criticize me let them call me a Jesus freak let them say I'm a radical let them say I'm sold out to Jesus let them say what they want to say but you're worth everything. So I'm asking you in your grace-filled hands, never permit me to become obsessed with the jar. Never permit me to become obsessed with the flask. It's what you've deposited inside of me that has great value, destiny, purpose. In Jesus' name, a reflection of your glory so that people may come to your knowledge through my testimony in life. In Jesus' name, give God one more praise offering.